0: Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Now let's dive into today's topic. It is my pleasure to welcome back Susan Labelle to the podcast. Welcome back, Susan. Hi, James. So, Susan, just for those that may not remember you for some past episodes or some of the other things you do in industry, you know, you are president at PMAC Asset Management Association of Canada. You're the chairperson at Real Partners in Asset Management as well as Principal Consultant at Step Consulting. Aside from that, you frequently present at conferences, you instruct, you've been heavily involved in maintenance and reliability and asset management for a significant amount of time. Although super brief, what else can you tell us about yourself?
1: Um, I'm based in Calgary and I've been involved in maintenance, reliability, asset management for more than 25 years um, primarily in oil and gas producer companies, more recently in mining and mineral processing. So I have a really uh, hands-on knowledge of what it means to be a professional within the field of asset management.
0: All right, perfect. Now, what is asset management? The reason I ask this, it's very, very silly, but I have heard so many different definitions. I want to make sure everyone at least understands what we're talking about today.
1: I totally agree with you. There's a ton of confusion out there. Fundamentally, I like to think of asset management as the collective activities of an organization that lets it de- deliver value from its assets. We look at it from the entire asset lifecycle, conceptual idea, right through to rec- reclamation, and that focus on cost, risk, and performance. So it's not just maintenance during the operational phases. It, asset management includes not only what we classically think of as engineering, reliability, and maintenance activities, but also brings in that integration from finance, accounting, supply management, HR, IT, HSE, all of these groups to deliver value from
0: assets. Okay, perfect. So we wanted to make sure we get value from assets, balancing cost, risk, and performance of those assets to meet the needs of the organization. Now, there are a few certifications out there, and I'm going to use certifications, that term lightly right now, out there for asset management already. What are they? I know PMAC has the camp. What else is out there?
1: Um, So every one of the not-for-profit asset management and maintenance associations, as well as a number of training organizations, offer courses, offer certifications. And I think one of the key things is that each one of these certifications is based on the specifications and requirements of that particular association or training a service provider. Um, as you mentioned, this does include PMAC's own CAMP Certified Asset Management Professional and PMAC's MMP Maintenance Management Professional Certifications.
0: You mentioned that there's quite a few out there already, but PMAC with Rural Partners just released three new certifications in asset management. What are they?
1: Okay, the three new ones that will complement the existing CAMP and MMP are a CSAM, a Certified Senior Principal in Asset Management, a CPAM, a Certified Practitioner in Asset Management, and a CTAM, a Certified Technical Specialist in Asset Management. These three new asset management certifications will be fully aligned to the World Partners Global Certification Scheme, or GCS, specifications.
0: All right. So I have to ask, with all these other ones out there, why did World Partners decide to come up with these three more certifications?
1: World Partners members, which included PMAC, really noticed a gap in the marketplace for common competency certification in the professional field of asset management. We had, we each of us had members, and I personally have had members who members of PMAC who have called me, and they're asking, "What are the next steps for my career path in asset management?" Um, effectively, how do I build on my current level of competence? Or members who are moving between companies or industries and countries that were trying to figure out equivalencies in their AM certifications. I got phone calls saying, I'm moving from Alberta to the United States. What, what are the equivalencies on these? My HR department needs some help. And we saw organizations, as I said, which were trying to assure that the staff that they hired Um, or the consultants that they were bringing in to assist with projects met those required AM competencies to take advantage of the business benefits of asset management. I think the most unique aspect of the PMAC AM certification offerings is that they all meet a common set of requirements for AM competency as uh, specified out by world partners. And the key thing to remember for competency is that it is demonstrated knowledge, skills, and work experience. So these new certifications really set those relevant minimum requirements. The big deal with this GCS is that it marks a big step in the professionalization of asset management across the globe. It gives us that laddered career path for individuals who are trying to expand their skills and get that global recognition for their competency. Um, the global aspect of this competency-based scheme gives us easy transportability and transferability between companies, industries, and countries. And it, it so wholly addresses the questions that I'm getting from my members. Organizations anywhere in the world will be able to use the GCS to ensure that their new recruits have this asset management competency to apply those principles and their work. And it gives people who are choosing careers in asset management global recognition for their career
0: path. Okay, so I took away a couple of things there and I want to make sure that I got it right. So when you say global, that means if I have a CSAM here in Canada accredited by PMAC, that that's will transfer to Australia for... Their CSAM. Perfect. So regardless of where I go in the globe that is transferable because their minimum requirements are the same for all the members within World Partners.
1: Yes, and it will longer term expand out. But the initial focus is on the um, existing partner associations within World Partners. So this is PMAC in here in Canada, Aust- Asset Management Council in Australia, SAMA, the Southern Africa Asset Management Association, the SMRP in the United States, and members of Abramon in Brazil, Japanese Association of Asset Management, and the Gulf States Maintenance and Reliability Society. So these are our initial um, world partners, and then it's expanding out. We're getting interest already from uh, practitioners of asset management who are in other
0: countries. Okay, perfect. So It provides that transferability, makes my skills or whoever owns, has these certifications, allows them to really work globally then. So the other question I had is you mentioned competency. And I think that's interesting because it's not just a knowledge check. You have to demonstrate competency. Now, what really is the difference between that competency versus a knowledge check that some of the other certifications out there have?
1: I think a knowledge check or an education is that we took a training course, whether it is at a post-secondary level or it's with a training organization. And there are some great training organizations that really says, did you learn the material that was offered in that training course? Often we write an exam or we've got some sort of assignment at the end of it to show that we've picked up something and we didn't sleep through that course and we learn things. The big deal with the skills and the work experience is the ability to demonstrate you've put it into action in your workplace. So you understand the operational and organizational context of where you're working It wasn't just that I learned how to set up a strategic asset management plan in a course. Now I've actually built one for my organization, for my employer, um, those sorts of things. I've actually put it into place and I understand what that means. One of the key things is that it's that kind of that proof of that education and that formal training but the evidence that you have to uh, measure that work experience to apply it within your role. If we look at the main difference between these certifications, CTAMs tend to have great depth and expertise in a specific domain of asset management, while CPAMs are gaining breadth across multiple domains. Both CTAMs and CPAMs are strong practitioners within the field of asset management. Our CSAMs have taken on larger managerial or leadership roles within their organizations that have more breadth, and that includes establishing or updating asset management systems, frameworks across our larger span of their organization. And these specifications really recognize that skills and knowledge can be achieved through different career pathways and operational environments. Applying for a CTAM, CPAM, or CSAM means that you need to be able to provide evidence so hardcore examples of what you've done uh, and uh, applications in this of work experience um, for some of the higher levels so a csam or things like that there may even be reference checks going back and asking your company did you really do this and how did it work out are you actually looking at that managerial and leadership application?" of asset management.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Iridicio. Be sure to check out Iridicio's IBL Blended Learning for Maintenance and Reliability Professionals. This SMRP accredited project-based curriculum will take you through all aspects of a maintenance and reliability program and provides you with all the tools you need to generate a 30 times return on investment for your organization and a set of credentials from the University of Tennessee for you. You can find out more at IBL Training com. Okay, perfect. So it's making sure you can apply these skills and knowledge in real life scenarios and proving that you have done that. Now, I, you covered it very briefly, but I want to circle back and talk about the different certifications. So CTAM, that is Certified Technical Specialist in Asset Management, correct? Yes. All right. And that is very domain specific. So whether it's a finance, an HR, a maintenance outage management, whatever it is, it's very domain specific, correct? Yes. Okay. Is there anything else from a CTAM perspective that, you know, better quantifies or qualifies what a CTAM is?
1: I think one of the big things is that CTAMs are responsible for leading technical application and management of an element in their domain. Um, And it's recognizing that it's part of an integrated asset management system or asset management framework at their organization. So what we think of as a domain um, in Canada, we would often refer to that as a technical specialty or a discipline or alignment to some of those 39 subjects in the asset management landscape. Um, Some of the vocabulary is obviously global in nature, but if we think about it from within Canada, CTAMs really lead their teams in technical applications, okay, as part of recognizing that they're part of a larger asset management system or framework at their their organization.
0: Okay. And then when we talk about CPAMs, it's the same sort of thing, but across multiple disciplines, right? Not just one?
1: Yes, that's it. It's really starting, they start to have um, establishing and updating this management oversight across more of a domain, right? So several different domains within this integrated asset management system. It's really starting to recognize that asset management is not just a narrow focus on one discipline. It's how it integrates in with the other um, drivers of business value for their organization. And so the practitioner level tends to recommend policies, strategies, tactics, procedures to get that application and broader improvement across multiple domains.
0: Okay. And then what separates the CSAM from the CPAM?
1: A lot of it has to do with the level of management oversight and application of the integrated asset management system across a significant area of business responsibility, So it's not just preparing and recommending the policy, strategy, tactics. It's really broad um, ownership and accountability for the application of asset management, the improvement. They are responsible for um, the overall contributions to the organizational objectives.
0: Okay, excellent. So the CSAM then is really the leadership. They might be a director or VP of asset management for an organization that's implementing this across many different business units or something of that nature.
1: Absolutely. That's a great way to summarize it. All right. Perfect.
0: Now, what are the requirements for these certifications? And if you don't want to list them all out, that's okay.
1: Okay. So for the detail...
0: You read my mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely, that's where I was just leading to. I think one of the things, if you want to find out the application process and the very specific requirements, if you're in Canada, I would strongly encourage you to go to pmac.org. If your listeners aren't from Canada, check out wpiam.com, the World Partners website. It'll direct you to your local certifying association. And when you look on there, you will be able to see some documents that are, list out the descriptors for each one of these different certification levels, the specifications, what are the minimums that are required for every certifying association to have their certifications accredited by World Partners. So, as I said, in Canada here, please check out Pmax website. And if not, uh, if you're outside of Canada, go to World Partners.
0: Okay, perfect. Now. Once we have these certifications, so say I'm successful and I become a CPAM or CTAM, once I have that, is there a component of keeping up my knowledge, skills, and abilities or my competencies with this? Do I have to like an engineer or some other certifications, do regular continuing education to make sure I stay current?
1: Absolutely. It's very similar to other professions and certifications that recognize specialties. As you've mentioned, engineering, accounting, project management, supply management. So there is a minimum requirement for continuing professional development. Uh, So CPD, many of you are familiar with those hours, um, a requirement to stay current in the field, up to date, to participate. Um, This is not a one and done educational certification part of the way that we keep up our skills, continue to expand our careers and have meaningful work experience is by continuing to practice or be a practitioner within the field of asset management.
0: All right, perfect. Now, what are the benefits to the individual if they, are, if they want to go pursue these certifications? I know you mentioned transferability or portability across, across the globe. What are the benefits? What would, p- if people already have a CAMP or a CAMA or something of that nature, Why would what's the benefits to them to go achieve this certification?
1: I, I think that uh, one of the big things from an individual career path and even from a hiring organization perspective, it's really about having the structured framework for recognizing competency. Um, if you have a CAMP, which really does fulfill Um, a large component of the educational knowledge piece when we take that camp and we marry it up with the additional requirements to demonstrate evidence of your work experience that's what really sets this apart and gives you that global recognition that your camp education and strong knowledge base and applied skills within that educational environment how do I balance that with my additional work experience to give me credibility as a CPAM or a CSAM whatever's appropriate based on my level of responsibility in my own organization
0: all right then follow up to that what makes these stand out as opposed to some of the other certifications out there
1: I think as we brought up earlier, um, one of the key things is that transferability and transportability between companies, industries and countries. How many times have you applied for a job or particularly with all of the career shifts? You know, I start off my career in oil and gas and now I want to move into mining or I want to move into municipal water and wastewater. How does that HR department or my hiring manager recognize that I have these transferable skills that can go between companies or between industries and countries. There's currently no other way to measure the equivalency of an AM certification granted by one association to another. And this foundational basis of the global certification scheme ensures there's a baseline of competency so that knowledge, skills, and work experience that individuals can use to guide their own career progression and that HR departments and hiring teams can use to set the expectations for internal staff or the consultants they may bring in to assist them with their asset management journey. We know what we're going to expect when I hire somebody and their resume clearly says that they hold a CTAM, a CPAM or a CSAM.
0: All right. I, I have to agree. And I think one of the other major things that makes it stand out for me is it is not a pay to play, if you will. Um, it's not for, by a for-profit company that designed a curriculum, sells books or specific resources on that topic. And then you take the exam at the immediate end. There's a lot, like you said, it's based on competency, not just knowledge to show that not only do I know what this is, but I can actually apply it in real life. And I think that's very, very important in making sure that we provide credible certifications out there.
1: And I think that's what we see with many of the other professional certifications. Um, Whether you're coming in with an engineering background, a technologist background, or a technician background, all of those require us to demonstrate not only do we have the knowledge and education, but we have those skills and we've got the work experience that continues on with it. I agree with you, this um, not-for-profit associations and looking at certifying associations is a key uh, credible factor in gaining these certifications. It's
0: not pay to play. Absolutely. Now, what is the one action you want our listeners to take away from this conversation on these certifications? What's one thing you want them to go do, investigate, research, whatever it may be?
1: I think if you're an AM practitioner, no matter what your field of early studies was, whether it was business, engineering, maintenance, or where you have you focus your work experience, regardless of industry, I think these certifications will provide you guidance on a career path or opportunities. And if you're the hiring manager, or I'm looking for outside expertise to guide my asset management improvement journey, I'll know what competencies to expect in those that I hire based on their level of certification. I would really encourage people to go check out PMAC.org's website or worldpartners.com's website to gain more knowledge on these new certifications and what they mean for you as either an AM practitioner or you as a hiring manager.
0: All right. Perfect. I will put links to all that in the show notes so people can easily find it. Susan, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us about the new certifications today. It is exciting. It is good to see global alignment on these types of things. I think it's really going to help provide a step change in the professionalization of asset management. Now, before we go, though, but where can people find out more about you? What events or activities are you involved with? Um, And so on and so forth.
1: Um, Please feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or through PMAC or through my company, Step Consulting. The uh, pandemic and work from home focus has changed the way that I interact with people. Um, I can't go on to a plant site as easily now, but my recent focus has been building on AM improvement roadmaps that connect that senior management um, objectives to frontline activities, building business cases to support the activities, the roadmap. And much like these new certifications, I've been heavily focused on building internal capability and competency In my client staff through training, workshop delivery, and then the follow on, I guess I'd call it coaching and guidance as people put those new knowledge and skills into practice and gain that work experience.
0: All right, excellent. Well, we will make sure to put links to all that your LinkedIn profile, Step Consulting, all those things in show notes, people can easily find to get in touch with you. Now, one last question I always want to ask is what is your favorite resources? Do you have any resources you can share that may help our listeners understand these certifications, better understand the framework or the the domains behind these certifications, those types of things?
1: Um, I think in all seriousness, in um, times of uncertainty with many companies stretched to the limits, I tend to come back to the fundamentals of collaboratively working together to deliver value based on that balance of cost, risk, and performance. So we really need a solid foundation before we can branch out. I would strongly encourage your listeners to check out PMAC.org for PMAC education and certification offerings, to contact me directly if you'd like to discuss specific asset management strategy and improvement opportunities. Um, i really like to thank your listeners for their time and encourage them to consider these new certifications.
0: All right. Excellent. Well, Susan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time today.
1: Thanks very much, James. Always enjoy our conversations.
0: I would like to thank you for listening and remind you that you can always find out more on maintenance, reliability, and asset management at com, and by following our blog. The Rooted in Reliability podcast is a proud member of the Reliability.fm network. I'd like to ask you to please rate and review this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. It ensures the podcast stays relevant and is easy to find by like-minded professionals. It is only with your ratings and reviews that the Rooted in Reliability podcast can continue to grow. I thank you for providing this small but critical support. We'll see you next week when we dive into another burning topic with Rooted in Reliability, your plant performance podcast.